0: So, you know, everybody got a substitute right so i'm the substitute i like to give pastor roy i'd say he is a great teacher and he really helps me a lot because he's a real old testament person he can really bring the old testament alive and uh, i just enjoy it and learn something every time that i'm here with him and listening to him speak and so forth and and so but before we get started let's do our confession of faith if you would let's stand and to our confession of faith. All right. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learn that I should know how to speak a word to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hears the learn. The Lord God had opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. The Lord bless you. I guess everybody was everybody here last week. So last Wednesday, I, uh, I shared with you about the kingdom and I mentioned how the Lord has just drawn me into this study of the kingdom. I just hope it's half as half as, uh, good to you guys as I've been getting, because it, it, it has been, if you don't get what I'm saying, then you're not getting it. But the thing about it is, it has just been a blessing to me, uh, understanding about the kingdom and, uh. And last week we talked about what you know, what is the kingdom, where is the kingdom, and how do we access the kingdom. And uh, it's important for us to understand things about the kingdom. And I wasn't able to get into, I had had a bunch of keys, and we're talking about keys, and we talked about the access. Because the keys is the access to which God has given us the opportunity to open the doors of the mysteries of God. Okay? The mysteries of God. Because you have to realize, when Jesus was teaching, He was beginning to teach, but the disciples couldn't understand everything that He was saying. Uh, he talked in parables, He said, but it's going to be given unto you. But the thing they didn't understand, because Jesus had not fulfilled all that needed to be fulfilled, because He still had to get all of that by dying on the cross, raised from the dead, you know, the whole point, taking all the Scriptures that we have. So, uh... Tonight I want to share with you another area about the kingdom. And that is, tonight my message is unveiling the mysteries of the kingdom. Unveiling the mysteries of the kingdom. Now, the word unveil means to open up or to show. In other words, when we see in the uh, when Jesus died on the cross, it said that the veil was ripped from top to bottom opening up and revealing what? What did it reveal? When When? When it was thing, What? Re, what was revealed? Not spiritually, but what was physically revealed? The Holy of Holies. What was the Holy of Holies? That was the pure presence of God. That was how God had manifested Himself in the Old Testament. He abided in the tabernacle. He abided in the temple. He abided in that place because that was where He was. And when He died, He ripped that apart and said, this no longer, you can see the Holy of Holies, you no longer have to do this. Why? Because it had all been kept behind the veil. All of the mysteries relating to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the whole Testament had been kept a secret. It had to be kept for a secret for reasons But the thing about it is, if Satan had known, what if it had been revealed what Jesus was going to do, come as a man, die for the sins of the world on the cross, Satan would have never crucified Jesus on the cross. So these things had to be hidden. And it says that the Old Testament is the schoolmaster that teaches us there. But Jesus said, I didn't come to... I didn't come to uh, to get rid of the law, but I came to fulfill the law. In other words, what you've seen back here, I like to look at it, it may not be totally this way, but just bear with me a second, is the fact that what we see in the Old Testament are physical things which showed the attributes of God. We saw the Spirit of God in the cloud. We saw the Spirit of God in the fire. We saw the sacrifices being, the, how sacrifices were. But all of these things were leading up to... The New Testament. Now, as we see the teachings of Jesus, He used parables and stories to to reveal spiritual truths of the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus was instructing these people in the kingdom of God of which they did not understand. Okay, they only, they understood certain things, but they didn't. He told his disciples, he says, that they had been given, they had been given the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He says, in Mark chapter 4 verse 11, it says, And he was saying unto them, To you has been given the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But for those who are outside, everything comes in parables. In other words, they can't understand it. Now, What did Jesus mean by the mystery of the kingdom? The mysteries of the kingdom refer to profound truths and teachings that are revealed in the Scriptures, especially the New Testament. These mysteries reveal all the essential core beliefs of Christianity that we all should know but maybe do not fully understand. The term mystery signifies that these truths that are profound and sometimes hard to fully understand. Each mystery contributes to the overall teaching of God's love, His grace, His mercy, and most importantly, it shows His plan for the reconciliation of man back to God through Jesus Christ. How God was going to use all of these things to reconcile man back to the relationship and the fellowship that He lost in the Garden of Eden. All of this, all of the Old Testament, everything that was there, has does nothing but leading up. As God shows the people falling away, living for Him, falling away, living for Him, falling away. All of these things coming through time, in the time of the Old Testament, was all leading up to this moment. If you look in this parable, the the parables it was talking about, if you go back and look at them, you can see that the disciples... Even though he says, it's been given to you to know, it's been given to you to know the mysteries, okay? They didn't understand the mystery. They had no earthly idea what he was talking about. They didn't understand the parable. They saw no spiritual emphasis in it at all. If you look back in the 10th verse, go back to the verse preceding, it says, in verse 10 it says, And as soon as he was alone, his followers along with the 12 disciples began asking him about the parables. Because they didn't understand the parable. And these were who? The disciples of the Lord and the followers of Christ. So, you have to understand that the people of this day had no understanding of what Jesus was talking about. This was all brand new. This wasn't Old Testament. This wasn't Old Testament. This was the new things. But he goes on, he says, why am I going to, he said, they, they don't understand these parables because he says, in, Mark, in verse 12, same chapter, verse 12, it says, and so while they, he, he said, this is written, while seeing, they may see, but not perceive. And while hearing, they may hear, but they don't understand. Otherwise, they would return and it would be, and they would be forgiven it would forgiven them so he said even though they see it they don't understand it they can't perceive it and even in hearing it they can't understand it so many times I hear, I hear over my years in the ministry, I've heard people say, well, you know, the children of Israel, you know, they just didn't, you know, they just didn't, you know, do everything. If I'd have been there, blah, blah, if God had done this and done that, if He'd opened the sea and, and took them across, He said, you know, I'd have never failed God. You know, here Moses is down, all of a sudden He goes up on the mount for a few days and goes, time he's gone, they start doing idol worship, they, they, back and forth, back and forth. All of these things in the Old Testament. And then people talk, talk about, well, I wish I would have lived in the days of the Lord because if I'd have lived in the days of the Lord, I'd have been right there at His feet. I would have been doing this, that, and the other. These people didn't know what He was talking about. And today, if it weren't, if it were not for the New Testament we would not have the mysteries revealed to us, and wouldn't be able to walk in the mysteries, because we are allowed today to be able to walk in what these mysteries in the New Testament have been told to us. But, but but we don't, but we don't look at them as mysteries because it's something that we can see when we read the New Testament. We forget that this was a mystery to these people, and we don't understand all the things that happened. But it was all because of these mysteries. So, because they didn't understand and all the things that were there, so everything that they were hearing was all new. So, let's start talking. Let's look here. Paul even uh, says a little bit more about the mysteries in Romans chapter 16 and verse 25. He says this. He says, Now to them who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, According to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret for long ages past. Now, because of Jesus. Now, you have to realize that the New Testament was written after Jesus died on the cross. So, when we hear the stories about Jesus' teaching, we don't get the mysteries revealed. In in the sense, okay, we see it because we start doing it because people have gone through and dug into the scriptures, talking about it. they go back and look at the Old Testament, and try to find something over there, and all of a sudden they find something in the Old Testament. And say, oh, wait a minute! It was revealed here in the New Testament, but now it's no longer a physical thing, but now it's a spiritual thing. Okay, now the mystery of the New Testament was contrary to everything that they had been taught, understood about the coming, of the, Messiah, of his, of the coming of the Messiah and His kingdom. So, they were looking for what? They were looking for a physical return from the heavens to come down, what we look to for the second coming, right? They're looking for Jesus to come back, establish a kingdom, defeat Rome, sit on the throne, and become the same type of king that they had seen throughout the ages. Now, that's what they were looking for. And so you have to take the mindset of these Jewish rabbis and these Jewish teachers, and especially them, when Jesus starts talking about things and they're saying, especially when He calls Himself the Son of God, we'll get into that a little bit later. But He says these things. So we have to understand the difference between what these people were looking at to be a natural kingdom or an earthly kingdom, and Jesus is trying to establish a spiritual kingdom. We talked about that last week. I don't want to go back into it again, or I'll get down that rabbit trail, and we'll, we won't we will get where we're doing today. Okay? So, Paul even calls this new understanding, he calls it the mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the good news of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 6.19, it says, I am pray in my behalf that speech may be given to me in opening of my mouth to make known the boldness of the mysteries of the gospel. I like when he talks about opening my mouth. He didn't just say to speak it. He said, let me open my mouth that I may speak with boldness the mystery of the gospel. So even Paul, after the fact, is still talking about the mystery that was unknown and was still trying to be taught during that period of time. Okay? Okay. So, because we have the benefit of the New Testament to show us all of these mysteries of the kingdom, but do we recognize what are the mysteries that the New Testament is talking about? I don't know. I'm sure that somebody has preached on it before. Maybe Pastor Andrew or Pastor Goodluck has preached on it or what you preached on the kingdom and stuff. But there are many aspects of the kingdom of God That are developed are called mysteries. And the reason that, you know, naturally, if you look at it in in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, it says, and Jesus answered them saying, to you has been, has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. As Christians, it is important for us to understand that the mysteries that we share them to those who do not know them. How can we share a mystery if we ourselves do not know the mystery? Now, as I'm going to show, and when I show some of these things of the mystery, you're going to say, well, I didn't recognize that that was a mystery. It had to be a mystery if it was only becoming known and wasn't known previously. That's what a mystery is. So, when we start looking at these, I think you're, I'm hoping... That it opens our eyes to be able to start looking at, uh, at all the all the things that are in these mysteries of the Lord. Now, as Christians, we have to understand this and understand it, like I said, so that we can share it with others. I need to make an insert here. So many times I get frustrated. I I, I admit that I do. When I do watch the news, try not, and when it starts to bother me, I try to turn it off. The one thing that comes out you can say, how can people be so stupid as not to see that? Anybody guilty? Okay. How in the world could anybody believe that? I mean, common sense tells you this is just all wrong, right? We have to realize something. It has been given to us to know the mysteries. It has not been given to them to know the mysteries. It is not being given to them to know how to live their life in Jesus Christ. Now, there are a lot out there that profess to be, and I always say, quote, Christians, because the Bible says we'll be known by our fruits. Okay? And the Bible tells us we have the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long you know the list, right? All these things. Those things are resident, given to us where the Spirit indwells in us, but they have to be practiced They have to be made seen. In other words, a fruit is something that comes out and is seen. The fruit has to be seen to be able to understand it. Now, the people who are like-minded with you will understand that fruit. The people that don't have your understanding are not going to understand. As a matter of fact, sometimes they might even call you crazy to believe that. And crazy for doing that. Okay? Because they don't understand. That's why we have been given this commandment in scripture out of Mark 16 and 15, very familiar. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And I like to insert that, preach the gospel of the kingdom to all creation. I like the word where he uses all creation, creation itself. I'm not sure if that means I'm supposed to go out to the tree. And preach the gospel. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to preach it to the dogs and the cats, but I am sure that I'm supposed to be preaching and teaching to other human beings. Okay. So with that introduction, let's get into the mysteries, the mysteries of the kingdom. Now I will tell you that there is no way I can cover every mystery of the kingdom tonight. And, But we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it a real good shot here, okay? All right, so the first one that I want to share with you is the mystery of the spiritual birth. The mystery of the spiritual birth. Now, the new birth, we see it, we read about it, and we accept it okay but the spiritual birth was a birth that had no natural father but had the spirit of god as the father of this spiritual birth okay and this experience this new spiritual birth that came to be in us our spiritual birth our new creation our new birth was a mystery and we see the mystery in the story of Nicodemus. In uh, John chapter 3, you can read it there but it starts we'll start up about verse 7. And Jesus responded and said unto him, truly truly I say unless someone is born again, he cannot see what the kingdom of God. To be born again. Now Jesus is talking about Talking to, it's like coming up to you and not knowing anything about Christianity and you say, hi lady, Pat over here, I am born again. Uh-huh. <laughs> huh? See, we throw those terms around like everybody's supposed to understand that. You go into the world and say, I'm born again, they want to know where to call you off to and put you in what, what mental institution. We don't have those anymore. Anyway, but put you in a certain place, right? So, this experience, even Nicodemus says he says he said to how can a person be born when he's old? He cannot he cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born. Can he? He's talking to God here. I mean, he's talking to Jesus Christ, right? Well, 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 can he? he? He can't go back in there. But he left the question mark. Can he? Okay. And so Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God again, telling them you have to be born again. Now, Born of water. I don't want to get into doctrinal teaching here tonight, but a lot of people talk about that being talking about born of water, being born of baptism, and, you know, baptism in water, and so forth. That's not what it's talking about. You've got to take it in the context of the Scripture. He's been talking about flesh and spirit. Flesh and spirit. When he talks about being born of water, he's talking about natural birth. And just to let you know, for those of you who are scared that if they, if they end up coming up with somebody and making somebody and they call it human, but he has no DNA, he has no soul, whatever, will he be able to go to heaven? No, because he has to be born of water. He can't be born of a test tube. He can't be born of something else. He has to be born of a woman to be able to go to heaven. Okay? That's how they become a living soul. Okay? Because those two things have to come together to make it, to make it to be a living soul. So, and it says, that which has been born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I have said to you, you must be born again. And he bowed on his knees and he accepted the Lord. No, he went away. He was completely caught off guard with what Jesus had just said. He was one of the top men in the Sanhedrin. But yet, he could not comprehend. Why? Because it wasn't given to him to know the mystery of the new birth. Okay? We know about it, but he wasn't given that. Okay? Now, we all know that the spiritual birth is necessary, a spiritual rebirth. So when we accept Jesus Christ, that is a spiritual birth. We go through the process. I'm not going to go into what you've got to do to get saved. But you go through the process, and once you come out of that process, then you are a child of God, a born of the Spirit. Now, to the Jewish people and to all of the leaders, this was just complete, huh? Do you understand what I'm saying? We ought to wonder why they didn't understand. It was all new. Never heard it before. But yet, Jesus is trying to teach. He's what? Opening the mind to accept a new revelation. He's taking the mystery. He's beginning to peel it back. Beginning to open it up so that people could understand when. Once He accomplished it at His death. Once He paid for it with His death. But all of this, because you couldn't really be saved, saved. Many people believed in Jesus, but salvation, Jesus had to die first. They may have believed in Him, but they weren't saved under the new grace, okay, until after Jesus died. So, let's move on. Second one, uh, uh, mystery. The mystery of Christ atoning sacrifice. Now... In the Old Testament, they had animals, they killed animals, and these animals had to be perfect, both outside and inside. The sacrifice had to be potent. Okay, that's fine. But they would take a sacrifice, and they came and they slaughtered, and their blood was sprinkled on the horns of the altar, and, and so therefore to, to cover their sins. You have to realize they were not forgiven for their sins. Because people cannot be forgiven with the blood of animals. There's a scripture, if you want to read it. You cannot with the blood of animals. But it Jesus Christ uh, had to die a, His death for it to happen. So in the Old Testament, we have what we call the uh, uh, the uh, atonement. In other words, a covering. Okay, They were atoned for the death. In other words, they were covered by the law of sacrifices. They were covered by this law so that if they went all the way through, they would have the opportunity after Jesus died to be able to, to accept Him and be able to receive the blood of Jesus Christ. But under the old covenant, it wasn't there. The bad thing, a lot of people don't realize this, when they went and did the sacrifice, when they walked away from that altar of that animal sacrifice, they had nothing inside of them that made them feel like they were forgiven. They still carried the burden of their sin. Do you realize that? They still carried the burden of their sin. Why? Because they weren't cleansed. They were only covered. They were covered by the blood of an animal and were covered by the law. Okay? So, we have to understand that. Now, here, Jesus is talking, and if you look at all the... Uh, the uh, you have to look more at not when Jesus was here, but after His death and so forth, that forgiveness of sin versus atonement is a big thing okay now in hebrews which is basically written to the hebrews so we can understand how the how the writer of hebrews tells us and what he's projecting because he's talking and write this letter to the hebrews to get them to understand all about jesus christ and in, ver- in chapter 9 verses 23 uh through 28 it says therefore it was necessary for the copies like the word copies. Copies of the things which the heavens to be cleansed with these things, but the heavenly things, things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Talking about the old sacrifices, right? For Christ did not enter a holy place made by hands. Jesus did not rise from the dead, go into the temple, into the holy of holies, and present Himself to God. He did not do it in that manner. That's not what He did. It says, for Christ did not enter a holy place made by man like a temple, a mere copy of the true One. The only place that I know of to where the original, the copy, happened before the original. The copy of something coming that they had here in the Old Testament, right? It's place I know that you can get a copy of something before you have the original. If you don't think that's supernatural, I don't know what is. Okay? That's a supernatural thing. And it's this. But it says, place made by hands. A mere copy of the true one, but the heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. He didn't go into the temple, but he went into the presence of God to be able to what? Offer the ultimate sacrifice for sin. That's the mystery. That mystery was hard for people to understand of that day. We didn't live then. We live now in a different world. But the thing about it, we have the Scriptures that they didn't have. It says in verse 25, Nor was it that He would offer Himself often, he doesn't go up there, offer, go back, climb up on the cross, die again, come back over, present himself, come back over, get back on the cross. Why? That's how they understood it to be. Take a sacrifice, get Get covered. Go get you know, wait a little time, bring another sacrifice back and get covered. You've got to do this thing over and over and over. The mystery of the new kingdom, the kingdom that God said, is there no longer has to be that repeating of the sacrifice. Jesus dies once and once for all. He said he wouldn't offer himself often as the high priest enters the holy place one year by year with the blood that is not. His own. The priest put the blood of animals and presented it to God. But the blood that he presented to God was the blood of that animal. It wasn't his own. But Jesus took His blood and presented it to His Father for the remissions of sin. Okay? Okay? Otherwise, he would have had to been offered, uh, suffer often since the foundation of the world. He would have been having to do it over and over. But now, once at the consummation of the ages, he has, revealed, he has been revealed and put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is destined for people to die once, and after this comes the judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once, to bear the sins of many or all will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. And we're talking about the fact that this is this mystery of this atoning mystery, this covering and now cleansing from sin was all a mystery. Peter, even in Peter's second chapter, verse 24, he said, And he himself brought our sins. In His body, upon the cross, so that, that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By His wounds, we are healed. You could also say we are saved because of that. All of that. Okay? So that's the mystery of the atonement. Alright. Oh. Alright. Number three. The mystery of Christ in us. As I said, Jesus was in the temple. I mean, God was in the temple, okay? Now, it's the mystery of Christ in us. Where is the mention of Christ in the Old Testament? Anybody know? Everybody's shaking their head. I don't know if that means you don't know or if you don't know if it's there, okay? Christ is, not, is basically not mentioned. Uh, uh if you look at it uh in the uh, in the old Testament we know Isaiah talks about there'll be a son born a virgin but you know all that we know the the prophetic word about it, but what we really see uh in the old testament is god lord as one okay we don't see the son presented uh, we we go back and say, it says that God is plural, so we know that Jesus was, you know, a lot of people think Jesus was the one that walked in the garden. I'm not going to dispute it. I don't know. But I know that it says, and he and God walked with, with him, or the Lord walked with him, if you want to use the terminology, whatever. It walked with him. But it doesn't specifically say Jesus. That's that's something that we've extracted and said that. And we go from that because of where it says no man can can stand in the presence of God and live. But you got to remember something. They had no sin. So God could have walked in their presence because He had just made them in His image. I don't want to go there. Back up. That's another message for another day. Okay. Don't want to get me started. There's two things you don't want to get me started on. That and you don't want to get me started on bones. Okay. Don't get me started on bones. Okay. All right. So the mystery of Christ. So here we see now, not only do the... Pharisees and all the people have to accept him as the Son of God. But now they must accept the fact that He now can live within us. God is going to live in you instead of in a temple. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God I don't have to go to a temple to get him, right? To get in his presence, right? I can hear his presence with him. And I believe that this is one mystery. One mystery that we in the church make light of. We make light of the fact that I've invited Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. Yes, and Jesus abides in there. But the Father abides in there too. And so does the the Holy Spirit. We got them all right here. And we carry them with me everywhere we go. We don't have to pick him up at the front door when we come to church, pick up God the Father and the Holy Spirit, God, you know, the Son and the Holy Spirit, uh, from a platform out front, grab them and then come into church and now we've got the, now we have the Holy Spirit. We carry him with them wherever we go. But I don't think we truly understand that mystery. Because we can't understand it in our minds. Because we can't see it, we can't touch it, and we can't feel it. But it's just something that we have to accept. And I'm not getting there tonight, I know, because you have to accept it by the mystery of faith. Okay, that's another one, but we're not going there. I, I have no time to get there for sure. So, in, in Colossians 27 it says, To whom God willed to make known what the wealth of the glory of, his, of this mystery among the Gentiles is the mystery that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay? Now, I am using the New American Standard Version tonight for the, some of you who may be trying to follow me in the New King James Version or in the King James Version. You may not have all these words in there. Uh, but the thing about it, it is, but there was the mystery about Jesus being able to live inside of man. In 2 Corinthians 6.16, it says, For what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. It doesn't say Jesus. God. We are the temple for God. the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Gospel of John speaks the words of Jesus and about Jesus in us. When we, when we read, if you read the book of John, you're going to talk about Jesus in me and I in him. He says, If my words abide in you and I abide in you and you abide in me, and we abide, it's a two way street, right? So you abide. We see that taught, John taught that very strongly. You know, we, we see it throughout the book of John, especially in John, John chapter uh, 14 and 15. All right, moving along. I got five minutes. Okay. And I'm only on page five. Okay. Um, number four the mystery of Christ. Incarnation. What is Christ incarnation? What is incarnation? Incarnation. Maybe you'll understand if I read the verse first. John 1, 14. We all know it. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, the glory as of the only Son of the Father, Full of grace and truth. Incarnation. We believe that God was in man Jesus. It is a central teaching of our Christian faith. Which affirms that God took human form. In the body of Jesus Christ. That's a mystery. Because that was not taught. Because there was no Christ to to accept it and to teach it in the Old Testament. This teaching was very difficult for the people, especially the Jews, in that day, to accept it and understand it. Their teachings of the Messiah was the God that would come and establish a kingdom which they believed meant an earthly kingdom. In other words, God would come and then would establish His kingdom, and He would rule His kingdom from a throne, a theocracy of the way that God wanted it from the very beginning. God wanted a theocracy from the very beginning of time. It started in the garden. Abraham started with the children of Israel, and he was their king. He was their authority. It was a theocracy, not a democracy, Not anything else, but it was a theocracy. In other words, they were told by God, but they wanted a natural king because they could not accept a spiritual king. Not once, but even when He came, they couldn't accept Him. And He came in the flesh, but they could not see that He was God also. These of the mysteries that we have, that we can look at and we can see. Now, see if I got that all covered. We have to look at also that God was not shown as the Trinity in the Old Testament. Like I said before. So, I'm not going to get into it tonight naturally. I'm not going to have time. But there is another mystery, and that is the mystery that was revealed in the New Testament of a triune God. Something different than what we see. And a lot of people today argue the Old Testament to prove against the Trinity of God of the New Testament. Why? Because they don't understand the mystery that God came and delivered in that which is of the New Testament, okay? Now, to be able to accept this incarnation... In other words, Jesus is sitting there saying, believe on Me. Believe what I'm saying to you. Accept Me as the Son of God. it required another mystery event to take place. And that is the mystery of the justification by faith. Galatians 2:16 nevertheless knowing that a person is not justified by the works of the law but through faith in Christ Jesus even we have have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not the works of the law since the works of the law no flesh will be justified the law cannot justify any man before God. Even in Romans 3:28 it says, "For we maintain that the person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law." So we are justified, presented to God. Justified means we are presented to God as though we never sinned. Not saying we haven't sinned, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ washing our sins away, we can now be presented to God as holy and righteous and justified as though we never sinned. Now, can you see the people that had been doing sacrifice year after year after year after year after year year, say, if you accept me, I'm going to come live inside of you. I'm going to be with you every day. And I'm going to forgive you of every sin that you have committed. And I'm going to live with you and abide with you. And I'm going to present you to my Father in heaven as though you'd never sinned. Come on. Give these people a break. It's pretty heavy stuff when you think about it. When you look at what what these mysteries are revealing and what we must do to be able to walk in in those mysteries, right? Now, the Gentiles had a better chance at accepting it, but the Jews had been taught that physical animal sacrifices were necessary to be saved or Have your sins covered, right? All right. My wife says amen. That means I stop. Can I do one more? Will you stay with me five minutes? Five minutes, one more. Okay. The mystery of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The people who are just like us. Believing that God was going to send a Spirit to empower us to do what He had always done for us. See, the New Testament says that God gave us the power to what? Have power to do things, right? He said, I have given you the authority. Remember, I've given you a key to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I've given you a key. Open that door. Let the Holy Spirit inside of you and let the power of the Holy Spirit operate in you, through you, to do what? What? The things that Jesus did. But we don't walk in that revelation of that mystery and we only tap the small parts of it because we have a hard time just as they did accepting the fact that if Jesus abides inside, well, I have been endued with power from on high to do those things. He says, do those things. I empower you to do the things what that I did. And greater... Things than I did that I will do through you. That's not what it says. He says, greater things you will do than I have done. Okay. Greater things you will do. Does it say He's going to do it? Or did it tell us to walk by faith, step out by faith and confess it and carry it forward? Okay? So, okay. There's no way I can get through all of them tonight. But the mysteries are our core beliefs. And these mysteries must be taught and understood that they are all necessary to fully understand the teaching of the kingdom and the power that God has put in us because the kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. One day it will be there. But right now, it's here. Now, if y'all want to go home and study, I'll give you a few of them to study on. You can get into the mystery of the spiritual gifts, the mystery of the church as the body of Christ, the mystery of the spiritual authority to use the name of Jesus, the mystery of grace, the mystery of mercy, the mystery of agreement. The mystery of the the gospel or the Gentiles grafted in. The mystery of the Trinity. The mystery of Christ's atonement. And the mystery of godliness. And the list goes on. There are so many mysteries that God revealed to us, Jesus revealed to us in the Scriptures. And the thing about them is we have to grab hold to the mysteries, understand them, and then walk in them. Walk in the mysteries of God. Would you stand with me? Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for being with us tonight. Lord, you said that if two of us would be together, two or three, the Lord, you'd be in the midst. And I thank you, Lord, because I have felt you in this midst today. God, I pray that you take the words that have gone forth. Lord, let you, let it multiply. Let it multiply in the minds and in the hearts of of each and every one that has heard this tonight. God, this is the core of our church. So God, I just pray right now that we grab hold to these mysteries and we study them and we we find everything, God, in your word, that you want us to see and to have. God, I ask you to go with us to our homes, Lord, keep a hedge of safety around us. God bring us back in the next appointed time to worship you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.